0: The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision.
1: Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. A week ago, just one week ago, back when you were one week younger than you are today, the market's closed at 3803 on the S&P 500. The 500 stocks that make up the standard and poor is 500. Today it's 3809. My, how much a week has changed absolutely nothing. Not on the index level. So there hasn't been a big unified move there's been a weird trade going on. The market's offsetting losses in other parts of the markets with some winners and some others. So it's a little bit of a grinding rotation. That equals outperformance of mega cap stocks and underperformance of the Russell 2000. A couple of weeks ago is the Russell 2000 outperforming the mega cap stocks. Russell 2000 are the teeny, teeny, tiny American companies. And the megacop stocks are the Apples and the Microsofts and the Googles of the world that are huge and have an international footprint. It's just a little bit of rotation going on right now. Nothing's breaking out. Johnson Johnsons is up after publishing a little phase one, phase two data for their COVID vaccine. Had it been left up to old-fashioned science, this is now when we would be finding out if the vaccines for COVID worked. But because Pfizer and BioNTech, Moderna, all had a cutting-edge thought concept tied towards Ebola years and years before, they were kind of prepared for a, a jumpstart. They got that proverbial head start, which you hate, which you have to give a child when you're 50-year-old man racing against a six-year-old kid, and then you're like, I can't do that anymore. No more head starts. <laughs> you do it as long as you can beat the kid, but once the kid beats you, you're like, you're cheating. BlackRock's down today after blowing past consensus expectations. They're a big financial investment company. When you blow past estimates and you're down, it's telling you that sector may have a lot baked into the cake. Overall, that is a slight slight negative. Taiwan Semiconductors up today after posting much better than expected results. Okay, that's telling me semiconductors and semiconductor equipment are gonna beat expectations because Taiwan's semiconductor, they are the easy bake oven of children's cookies to semiconductors. So semiconductors need to be baked in an oven. They need to be cooked, essentially. And that's what Taiwan semiconductor does. They sell the ovens, or in this case, the light bulbs that go into the easy bake oven, which you're saying you can cook cookies with light bulbs? Apparently you can. So Johnson & Johnson, is saying good things about their test, their single-dose candidate, which is great, showing you that there's cutting-edge technology that's more biotech-oriented or DNA-oriented, or mRNA in this case. There's some old-fashioned healthcare, some new cutting-edge healthcare. Taiwan, semiconductors tell us semiconductors are strong. BlackRock is telling us financials are slightly overpriced if you're looking for one data point, which no one is. Delta Airlines, Delta, Delta, Delta. I'm glad I melt you, met you, met you, I don't even know what that means. Um, they're up 3% today. They come up shy of expectations, but their CEO said, we will be profitable by the second half of 2021. That's good news for the airlines. It also means we're not going to go to the government and ask for money. They should have their bottom put in place. If you believe in the COVID vaccine rollout, That stock has nothing but up for the next six months, in theory. Now, again, nothing but up for an airline could be five points. It could be 10%. It it does not have to be 500 points. Not everything is Tesla. Nordstrom is down today after reporting a net decline in sales. Again, telling us something. Malls suck. And old-fashioned retail is not the place to be unless you are really like chicken bones, chicken bones, chicken bones. I know you're saying, what are chicken bones? That's my, my phrase that pays when I'm thinking voodoo. <laughs> I know you're saying, yes, unless you have some sort of voodoo that you do so well, I don't think you can own an old-fashioned retailer, unless you know something that I don't. Yes, there will be some exceptions to the rules, like maybe GameStop yesterday. You got a situation where a CEO is going to be ousted and an activist investor comes in, and they're going to say, shut down half the stores, and maybe there's some value in that destruction. But I try to steer clear of that. Just me. What else is out there today? Oh, the job market. Oh, little president got impeached yesterday. And that's being replaced with Joe Biden coming in and saying, you guys see those job numbers? I know you're saying, that's a pretty good Joe Biden. Thank you. Thank you. I've been working on it for all of about one minute. You guys see those jobs numbers? First time unemployment claims are telling us it is Awful out there. We're back to March kind of mentality in the job market. Weekly jobless claims jumped the most since March as America's labor market recovery falters. And Joe Biden, Joe Biden, which is my play on um, James Brown, James Brown, James Brown. Um, President-elect Joe Biden is outlining a $2 trillion proposal today that will include more direct payments to American families and a significant state and local funding. So on one hand, and this is where you want to go get a butcher's knife and cut off my hand, I totally agree with you. On one hand, the jobless claims are telling us, meh, kind of means a little more help. We still don't know how the effects of that December stimulus are playing out. I don't, at least. I haven't seen it bleed into the economy, even though it was pretty sizable, but here comes another $2 trillion. And again, we told you this was going to happen. If you listen to this show, you're the most informed investor that I know because I'm the second most informed investor that I know. I'm assuming you're going to be more, uh, I'm going to be more than me. You, you're going to be more than me. Chicken buns, chicken buns, chicken buns. So the weekly jobless claims, because just Papers just paper stone, is going to get trumped in headline news today. The jobless claims numbers are awful. Worse since March. That's not good. Um, But Biden stepping in and going, you guys want some help? I'm president of the United States. Hello? How about another $2 trillion? Now, again, for my kids, that's bad news. For me, that's good news. I'm fully invested in the stock market. Bring it on. But my kids are going to have to pay that those trillions of dollars, in theory, or my kids' kids. Or maybe it'll never happen. Maybe we'll continue to kick that can down the road, and then at some point we'll be relieved to know that a big meteor is coming to Earth and crush us. I know you're saying, that's some relief, Rob Black. You got a weird sense of relief. Hmm. I don't get that sound effect. That sounded like a can falling Hmm. Okay. Maybe there's was a sound effect just in my head. Ah, kick the can down the road. Which reminds me of one of my favorite mama jokes. Do you remember the mama jokes when you were a child? Hey, I saw your mom uh, kicking a can down the road. I said, hey skippy's mom what are you doing and she goes moving i know you're saying your best friend was named skippy it's true hey the rv rental platform outdoorsy is going to hit one billion dollars in sales next month after seeing explosive growth during the pandemic i've done some time in rvs um i wonder if that trend is going to hold up post-pandemic right Where we go, let's go to Mexico or Indonesia. Let's get an infinity pool or let's get cramped up in an overblown van. It smells oddly of fart. I'm Rob Black. Find me at RobBlackShow.com.
0: Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW.
1: This is a great song, in my opinion, called Karma by AJR. Me and my kids were watching a bottle rock concert back when people used to go to concerts and these guys came on and they kicked it i love the word karma so instantly i kind of took to it i don't believe in karma but i love the idea of karma karma means action work or deed the term also refers to the spiritual principle of cause and effect but it's tied spiritually not scientifically it's the principle of karma and effect wherein the intent and actions of you the individuals influence the future of yourself good intent and good deeds contribute to good karma and happier rebirths while bad intent and bad deeds contribute to bad karma and bad rebirths there's a great website called credit karma which has almost nothing to do with karma but it's a good app it's on my phone And let me let me do this live on air. Let's check out Rob's credit score, shall we? I think you should have a vague idea of what your credit score is, if not a hardcore idea what your credit score is. In large part, be aware of it. Don't obsess over it. Way too often I find people obsessing over it. I'm like, are you buying a house? Are you buying a car this year? They're like, no. I'm like, we have time to fix it. Credit Karma does a pretty nice job of teaching you and showing you where your credit is both good and bad. Oh, boy. Credit dropped over the holiday periods. Guess who spent too much money? Um, I'm at 775 which is still considered excellent credit. I would like to be over 800 only because I'm vain. Vanity has no place in this business, but yet here I am telling you I'm vain. Okay, so... I'm looking at my, my credit score, and I see that my balance on my credit card went down, which is nice. My city card, my balance on my Banana Republic went down. I buy people like uh, clothes for holidays kind of thing, right? My Apple card is fine. My home is lower. My second home is lower. My home equity line of credit's lower. All good. But I had a pretty big increase in one card. $800. And because of that, it pulled my credit score down, which is okay. It's called Credit Karma. It's an app. And you can start seeing, like, when you hit certain buttons, you can, like, hit your credit score. And it could show you how to improve it. It could show you where you have strength and weakness. So you don't have to pay someone to improve your credit, in my opinion. I think we as Americans tend to look for solutions where... Do this for me. I can't possibly do it myself. I used to change my own oil until I had enough wealth that I didn't need to. Why pay someone $80, $90 to change your oil when you can do it in 15 minutes? Pour the oil in your backyard, pollute the planet. I'm cool with that. Kidding. I joke. I joke. I'm um, taking a look at the markets. We're higher across the board. The S P, the Dow, the NASDAQ, and the Russell 2000. I believe that owl could hit an all-time high today. Jobless claims spike, that's horrible news. You're fired, you're unemployed, go collect unemployment. 965,000 Americans. Remember for a couple months after March, we we're going from like 1 million unemployed, first time unemployment claims, 900,000, 850, 800, 750, 700, like woo! Well, now we're back at that 965,000, which is no good. Which tells you, okay, Doc, we're going to start chest compressions. And like, I've never done this before. I've only seen it on TV. What if I push my hands all the way through his ribcage and break his, his bone and it goes into his heart and kills him? Doc's like, we're starting chest compressions. Ready? So 965000 is horrific. But then Doc Joe Biden comes in and says, hey, how about I spend $2 trillion? And Wall Street's like, oh, we'll go higher. If you're going to spend $2 trillion, I'll go put on a pretty dress and some makeup. And it's exactly what's happening on Wall Street. It's putting on a pretty dress. It's pushing towards record highs. And it's like lipstick on a pig. It is still a pig of an economy. But we can dress up nice when we know $2 trillion of stimulus is coming around the corner. The question is, when does that stimulus go away? And you're you're dealt with the guy who showed up, who's got bad breath, bad teeth. He's missing a couple fingers. His hairline is strangely, oddly receding from the back forward. Like, what do you do when your blind date ends up like that? That's exactly what's going to happen when we no longer get to the point where Biden can't come in. Dun, 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 Two trillion dollars of stimulus is on the way. At some point in time, we're going to get tired of it and say, stop spending our kids money. And let's get something that's actually going to be sticky. But for now, Wall Street loves it, loves it, loves it, loves it. All major markets in the United States are higher. Ten year treasury sitting at one point one percent. Um probably a little confused by stimulus equaling inflation, it should move higher. And jobless claims higher, meaning economy stinking, creating potential deflation. Maybe it should move lower that ten year treasury. Gold slightly down, silver slightly down, probably a little bit in bummerland. Bummer land, here I
0: am. Does
1: that not sum up all of twenty twenty? My singing. <laughs> Bitcoin started a little bit lower and it's playing a little bit higher. Um I've got a good report on Bitcoin that I'll probably share with you soon, maybe today. Maybe not. But the FTSE was higher, the Nikkei was higher, the FTSE I'm gonna say is Europe, the Nikkei I'm gonna say is Asia. So everything's looking okay. As Buckwheat would say. Okay. Powerball jackpot grows to $640 million, the eighth largest in U.S. lottery history. After Wednesday's drawing goes without a winner. That on top of the other lottery. What are there? There's two. There's Powerball and there's Mega Millions or Mega, Mega Millions. Yeah, Mega Millions. If you win them both this weekend, you'll be the cool recipient of $1.4 billion dollars. And I refer to you as getting a degree in stupid. A, You don't have better odds just because there's uh, no winners in quite a while. but it's almost as if, yeah, winning 10 million is not enough. I need to win 1.4 billion to make it worth my time. But you'll probably be sharing that 1.4 billion if you win both lotteries with 20 other people. I don't get lottery players, but that's just me. I didn't mind like lottery players like do you remember the cakewalks when you'd go to like a church fair or a school fair as a child? I didn't mind those because I was like, I'm smaller than most people. I can slip into that chair before that old man could even bend his knees. That's the kind of like gambling I like. <laughs> you know, betting on the horse number one, me. Okay. I'm not supporting gambling in any way, shape, or form. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have a gambler's problem You need to call 800 Gamblers Anonymous. If you're doing cakewalks trying to win the cake.
0: Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and your money weekday mornings 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. So I thought my
1: first segment was one of the greatest ever. I gave you some good insights. Second segment started strong with Credit Karma. Kind of ended a little weekly with lotteries, but I'm okay with that. Let's talk about what's going to happen tomorrow. And I don't have an opinion on this. This is where I'm just the delivery man. Don't shoot me. Fast food employees are going to strike tomorrow on a national minimum wage push. Strikes are going to take place on what would be Martin Luther King Jr.'s 92nd birthday. Strike organizer Fight for 15 is aiming to pressure the Biden Harris administration to prioritize wage increases to help close the wage gap amongst workers of color. I have really mixed feelings because I grew up probably in a very prejudiced, privileged world. And to me, fast food was not a job for adults, it was a job for teenagers. It was a first job. It was gross. It was disgusting. It was greasy. I always in my head envisioned no adult would want to do this. They could only get teenagers to do it. And typically the women (laughs) or the teenage ladies would manage the cash registers because we live in a sexist society. And the guys would flip burgers and, and drop baskets of potatoes into a jacuzzi of grease. And their complexion looked as oily as the grease itself. But now we're in a situation where people are going to strike. And I think we are in a different world. And at least I know I am as an adult. And I don't know how I feel about this. Do I really want small business owners who own a McDonald's franchisees, Subway, you name the franchise that you like to go to, They probably have an owner who you've seen behind the cash register because he doesn't trust the teenage girls to do the cash register. And he probably has a family member helping in the company in some way, shape or form. I know many families who their goal was to buy a subway, but they didn't realize their goal was to have their wife or their daughter and their son work for them. And that's the only way to get the job lined up the way you want it to, because you can't pay someone enough money that, A, you can make money. B, you don't lose money, and C, they don't steal from you. It's a tricky scenario, and I don't know if I have the answer. All I can tell you is more and more kiosks are going to happen. It's going to be a law of unintended consequences. I remember the first time going to a gas station and they're like, wait, I went inside to pay. And they're like, no, no, you can pay at the pump. I'm like, pay at the pump. What is this magical day? This is wonderful. This is great. James T. Kirk likes to pay at the pump. I like to pay at the pump too. Um, I don't like people. I'll be quite honest with you. I'm more comfortable one-on-one than I am in a group of 10. I once dated the most amazing woman. And she made the mistake of taking me to hang out with her friends on a Sunday night because she was proud of me and wanted to show me off to her like 14 friends. They all get together on Sundays. They bring food. It's potluck. I dread scenarios like that. Dread them. I would much rather go on a walk with her, hold her hand, cook dinner for her, eat dessert together. There's a hundred million romantic things I would have rather have done than hang out with her friends. Not because I didn't want to meet her friends. It's just because I, I don't really like people. So this goes back to a lot of concepts in fast food. Workers of big corporations such as McDonald's and Wendy's are going to participate by either staying or walking off the job on what would have been Martin Luther King's 92nd birthday. Brings up a good question. Do you think Martin Luther King would be happy knowing that people are from fast food industry are striking on his birthday? Eh, probably not so much. He's probably like, do I get a parade? Do I get like fireworks? You know, as a civil rights leader. But I think he would be proud because I, I think that's one area of our society that we haven't really figured out. Um, how do we pay the low-income jobs to do our job for us without completely going kiosk there used to be a guy who helped people pay at the pump there used to be a guy who helped people order hamburgers those cute girls that are being replaced by robots kiosks and i loved it at gas stations and then one point in time the only time as a parent i don't know if you'll agree with me or not you're like i'm never going to feed my kids fast food fast food's awful and you're like, okay, well, I'm on a six-hour trip. I'm going to stop at the McDonald's because they have an outdoor gym. They have an outdoor slide. My kid needs some exercise. He's been sitting in his car seat too long, <clears throat> which leads to a milkshake. Oh, no, you did a milkshake. And then your kid remembers that sugary high that he got, and he's like, let's do that again. And then suddenly you're getting them burgers. Um, but the kiosk is a magical thing, and it works really, really well in the world. You remember probably the first time you were at a Best Buy or Lowe's and you went through and you're like, wait, wait, I got to check out myself. Are you guys too cheap to pay someone? And you're like, I kind of like this. Or maybe you don't. But those are jobs. Those are $15 an hour jobs that are going to the computer because the computer probably cost, what, $700 to install? You're probably pretty much so profitable on that puppy after two weeks. So Biden-Harris administration, will they or won't they raise the federal minimum wage stuck at 725 for more than 10 years? That's that's when you go, that's ludicrous. Seven twenty-five for ten years. No inflation adjustments. In the last ten years, it feels like the stock market's tripled. The strikes can care uh, go all across the country with strikes expected on Zoom. In Chicago, Charleston, Detroit, Durham, Flint, Houston, Kansas City, Los Angeles, Miami, Milwaukee, Memphis, Oakland, Orlando, Sacramento, St. Louis, Fort Lauderdale, Tampa. Okay, I don't know where you fall on this. I don't even know where I fall on it. Fuel cell energy, a company that makes hydrogen fuel cells for vehicles, which appears to be the cleanest and cleanest of all technologies, dropped 9% today because it's been on a moonshot for the last two weeks. Ever since we kind of figured out that Biden really is going to get in, There will be no last-second challenges, no last-second revotes, no last-second sedition acts, no last-second hanging from the gallows of the Capitol building. We're like, I bet he's going to bet on clean energy. So fuel cell kind of took off on that. A little bit of a delayed reaction to November, no? Anyhow, I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Don't be shy. Tesla, GM, and Ford each have their own unique strategies for electric vehicle success. So far, Tesla is probably five to 10 years ahead of the competitors. GM's developing an operating system for electric vehicles. Ford is leveraging its icons, like Mustangs. Tesla continues to turn buzz into billions. The EV race has hit a new phase with established automakers present you remember when your school teacher would take roll call and you'd try to think of a clever way of saying here and you'd see present? <laughs> all the people in the class would cringe. Ford announced a $700 million factory dedicated to building an all-electric version of its best-selling F-150 pickup trucks. That's going to be 2022. Tesla's keeping pace. The company's hosted Battery Day events where CEO Elon Musk briefs the public on all the new technological efforts including a new tablet cell design, which researchers refer to as brilliant. So they're all attacking this in different levels, in different manners. I'm good with that. I think the sector's alive and well. Interesting that GM wants to come up with a pervasive operating system because instantly I think partner with Apple. GM has unveiled its battery technology at an event near Detroit. Um, trying to limit the dependence on what are referred to as rare earths, rare earths. If you do a little Google research this weekend, you'll learn that we use them in cell phones and battery technologies and rare earths happen to be owned and dominated by in a monopolistic kind of way by China. Ooh, well, that makes things a little more interesting now. Why do they well I'm not gonna say why do you think Tesla plays nice in China well for multiple reasons? But it's interesting to see there are three different business models crashing together. Speaking of business models, are you one of those nerds who is trying to stay alive during the COVID pandemic and you're like, I'm trying to stay alive. I need more vitamin D and you go get like one of those mirrors reflectors so you can get sun on your body. I don't know. And then you go, I need more than just vitamin D. I can't live with just vitamin D alone. And you're like, oranges. I need oranges. Vitamin C. It's interesting to know that we are almost at an orange uh, problem. I know you're saying, "Uh, Houston, we have a problem with oranges? Yeah, the Florida orange groves are shriveling as people are returning to juice. A couple years ago, we thought juice wasn't good for us because it had too much sugar in it. And so I, I've always cut my orange juice with water, because A, I like water, and B, I don't like all the sugar, but you get where I'm going out with that. Futures for orange juice are up 30% this year. Yes, you could have bought oranges, a bushel of oranges, a basket of oranges. And you could have said, I want to buy them for delivery in February 2021, and you would have made 30% year over year. That's bullish. We are sucking down the oranges and picking them off the trees as fast as we can because we want orange juice because it has that lovely vitamin C in it, which tends to boost our immune system in theory. Who would have thought, right? Pandemic equals orange juice prices going higher. So a little bit of an orange renaissance. Not an Orange Julius, but an Orange Renaissance, a little bit earlier than the Julius or a little bit later than Julius. Orange juice sales up 10% year over year. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial.
0: Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and your money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. How's that dry January going for you?
1: to make it did you 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air anything that you want to talk about we can talk about money investing and more used car demand has been strengthened by COVID-19 sometimes you go I wonder why that happened people are holding on to their assets people are concerned Remember how last segment I was talking about the $15 minimum wage push that Biden has said he wants to make a priority. It probably wouldn't be in one chunk. It would probably be phased in. But Congress has released a report saying, hey, you want to hear unintended consequences? If we do go to that $15 option, it's going to cause 1.3 million Americans to lose their job. And yet Starbucks has said, we're going to $15 an hour to all employees over the next three years. Yeah. There's a company called Virgin Galactic, which is higher today after a company that does ETFs. Think of it like a mutual fund company. Think of it as a company that tries to get your business or institutional business by putting together products. And the product that they want to put together is a space exploration exchange traded fund. And you start thinking about it, like how many companies are a pure play on space exploration? I would say Boeing has a play on it. Maybe not pure. Um, You'd probably go with some of the defense contractors who make jets and rockets and missiles. Then you'd maybe say Tesla, because they got Elon Musk, and he likes going to space, but SpaceX isn't publicly traded yet. Then you'd say Amazon, because they've got Jeff Bezos, who he wants to go to space, but he doesn't have a division for his blue moon or blue whatever project it is to go into space. So what's gonna be in the CTF? The one that's obvious is Virgin Galactic. And you saw how Tesla did when they were added to an index. Now that was a bigger index, the SP five hundred, than say this ARC investment management doing a space exploration ETF. But it'll still draw assets. It won't draw SP five hundred type of dollars. But it'll still draw assets. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money investing and more. Renter's insurance, do you need it or not? This is a question that I get on occasion, and my advice to you is you need it till you don't, or you don't need it till you do. And if you find yourself in the income bracket where replacing things like TVs and furniture is a budgetary decision, maybe you need it. Renters insurance is one of the cheaper insurances out there. Um, I believe in insurance. I believe in paying professionals who can do jobs better than you I have a doctor's appointment tomorrow. I'm going to say Mr. M.D. I'm going to bring him a Dr. Pepper. I'm going to try to kiss his butt as best as I can because I don't want him to tell me anything bad. I know you're saying that's not exactly how it works. Yeah. Moon
0: River.
1: So I think renter's insurance is worth it. Like, also, like, the more you look at it, if you're in a big apartment building, maybe not so much as if you're on the ground floor. And someone could easily hop your balcony and get in. Think of things of if it were stolen robbery, how much replacement are you going to have? Do you or your roommate have a dog? Dogs are bad things. They grow up, they're cute little puppies, and they grow up to be children biting saliva poop machines. I know you're saying, but you have a dog. I know. I've got one of the furless and poopless pets, 0-1-1-1-0-1-1-0. Um, But yeah, I actually bought a breed. I know you're saying you bought a breed. Uh oh. I didn't buy it. Someone else did. Um. That you could put an egg in its mouth. It doesn't know how to bite down hard and hurt things. So, uh, you come to my house and say, my dog bitch. I'm going to take it to court and say, look, you could put an uh, egg in its mouth. And 01101110 won't even break it. Are you telling me that that bruise on your hand is from my dog? I don't believe you, sir. And Judge is like, I believe Rob Black. You get out of court. Him. But that's one of the big things in homeowners, is homeowners insurance is they're afraid a dog's going to bite someone. Then you get burglary concerns, and these, this is all mathematics. If you live where there's a disaster, whether it be natural or man made, Natural disasters may not include flooding. So you need to talk to your insurance agent. I just got some new healthcare insurance this year and I told my sugar booger, talk to the agent, ask questions. Is my kid's reading on Wednesdays after school with a expert supported? Is my chemical dependence supported? Is my mental anxiety supported? Ask a lot of questions. Do I have to fill out paperwork three times, two times, or one time? So even with renter's insurance, ask questions. Um, how about if someone's staying at your house? Let's say you're a renter and you're a young 20-year-old and it's a little zuby zuby zoo. A little sexy French music's playing and you, you bring over a member of the opposite sex. And in the middle of the night, she says, here, try this tab of something. And you're like, okay. And you put a little tab on your tongue and, It melts. And next thing you see are like teddy bears dancing around the room. And she goes to the bathroom and she's seeing teddy bears dance around the room. And she falls on the sink and chips her teeth and and hits her head and gets a percussion. I know you're saying, no, no, it's a concussion. No, no, it was a percussion. So she gets a percussion and she calls 911. She was in your house. That's why you get renter's insurance to pay for guests' medical bills. She's going to say that your bathroom was slippery. You're going to say, no, no, you put a, a tab of some drugs underneath my tongue and you made me high and that's what did it. And she's going to say, no, no, no your bathroom was slippery. So you kind of insure what you can't afford to lose. So when people ask me, should I get renter's insurance? I'm like, if I come in your house and steal everything, you cool? They're like, no. Then I said, you should probably get renter's insurance. Cause I know now I don't know where you live. Premium is very like golden clay. Shop them around. It's not going to hurt you. Start with your car or insurance company. Multiple policies are a good thing, not
0: a bad thing. I'm Rob Black. Find me at robblackshow.com.